from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Another Bartels closes down the 25th one, but I've got a theory that involves a little bit of corporate subterfuge mayhap. Jason Rance wrote a piece about DEI training being suspended for King County Firefighters' beliefs. But before we get to all of that special guest... Dr. Z, MD, PhD, Silver Fox, and Robot Brain. Robot walking into the studio. This is how he walks normally. He's on the phone, actually. Hi, Dr. Z. Hey, how's it going? That music always gets me dancing. So, uh, Bill, the reason I wanted to have you on was because there are several pieces of news involving COVID. And while I play a doctor on the radio, I just thought it might be better to have a real-life credibility. So there's a couple of things that, that I thought were interesting. One is there was this article that was written in the New York Times about COVID shots for children and how much of the world has decided that most young children don't need to receive COVID booster shots, but the United States is an outlier. Now, I know, Bill, that the ink on your check from Big Pharma has yet to dry, so you're going to be just spouting off all kinds of Big Pharma propaganda over the next uh, five minutes or so. But can you give us your hot take on uh, COVID shots for kids? Because, th- again, in, in the United States, it's been a very contentious issue, particularly from parents who said, I don't want to vaccinate my kids to go to school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and gentlemen, uh, I keep checking the mail every day. That check has not shown up. <laughs> no. Very the, upset about that. It's, it's, well, uh, they got to pay the politicians first yeah, and then, then, then yeah, the medical experts. Yeah. yeah. The, the article that uh, you're pointing our attention to is, is actually, I think, pretty well written, okay. um, really interesting article. Uh, you know, in, in research, the best thing we can do is uh, – generate numbers because the numbers don't lie when you, you know, when you have uh, lots and lots of, you know, patients or, you know, mice <laughs> that uh, you're, you're testing, um, you know, you can really rely on, uh, you know, where the numbers go. Um, you know, the efficacy of the, the current vaccine, you know, certainly not the, the 95% that we had. And, you know, the other thing is, I, I like how this article goes into the, you know, the other thing, the other considerations. There are, you know, there, there's going to be uh, some, you know, consequence, although minor, uh, of getting a shot, you know, revving up the, the immune system. You know, Jack, you and I talked about how you exhibit every single possible uh, symptom. Yep. Uh, including puffy hands. Every time I get COVID. Really? <laughs> just a poster boy for symptoms. I just, I get, when I get COVID, I get the, I don't know, it's my genetic you get, you makeup. get the headache, get the runny I nose, get, get the I cough. I get the full black, everybody wow. else is walking around like, oh, I, I've tested positive for COVID. I got a little tickle in my throat and then I'm laid up. For, well, I come to work all week. Yeah, breathe on us. Is what I do. But, yeah. um, so Bill, as, as far as it goes for COVID boosters for kids, it's such a contentious issue I'm curious for you as a physician, where do you sit on it? Because you, you work with kids and you treat kids. Where do you sit? I mean, I know you're a big kind of, you know, parents input kind of doctor, but where do you sit on this issue? So I, I, I think that you got to be reasonable. Yeah. Right? Very much like, uh, you know, this article is written. And I, I think that's very important because 
Um, there are side effects. You know, you, you've, I mean, my goodness, uh, the shingles vaccine knocked me out for a day, shink, shaking chills. Yeah. But, but you don't want shingles. <laughs> you don't <laughs> right. want that. Right. Uh, and, and so, I mean, the answer to your question is if you're living with grandma and grandma has leukemia, uh, you know, you really might want to consider getting the vaccine. You yeah. Know, you never want to be responsible for, you know, leaving open the the, the injury uh, and morbidity of, of someone else. You know, Doc, I'm so glad you brought that up because when when schools were closed down for, for COVID in this country, and I know there was a lot of there's a lot of overreaching, a lot of safety, you know, erring on the side of caution and safety in those but it wasn't. It wasn't. And I know because children are much more resilient. They're much less susceptible yeah. to the COVID va- uh, virus mm-hmm. than adults were. But it was the yeah. teachers, and it was the parents at home, and the grandparents in multifamily homes. That's why kids weren't in school to protect the peripheral, who were more yeah. vulnerable to these things. And it's it's kind of the same thing with having a kid vaccinated today. If your kid's in a situation where there are more vulnerable members of the family that that c- could come in contact with and carry this virus to them, that's when a kid might need the vaccine. It, it was way it, well said, Spike, and, and it was way, way more important when uh, uh, people were, were just dying in droves of, of this disease. So in that light, Bill, there's this other piece about how the CDC's COVID isolation guidelines is changing and how they're bringing it down. They said before you test positive, you should isolate for five days. Now they're saying if you test positive and you're, and you're not symptomatic, you could probably go to work. Bastards. <laughs> because my, my easy five-day vacation. Thanks a lot, CDC. Right. right. So uh, this, to me, Bill, based on – because, you know, Dr. Z and I have lengthy conversations about the way that – because we're – you know, Dr. Z is a big robot brain, and I'm a big brain, so we uh, amuse each other by talking you about – speak without even verbal words. Yeah, it's all telepathy. like a Star Trek episode. Uh, so we talk Download. at length about how just viruses – Downloading information. Yeah, just downloading. <laughs> it's like reciprocal downloading. Uh, so, But we've talked at length about how viruses uh, develop and change and replicate over time. And part of the way they do that is if one person is asymptomatic and then they come to work – and then they infect Paul with the virus, it can do something totally different in Paul's body. So it doesn't really seem like it's a good idea to say, well, you know, if you're asymptomatic, you just walk into work with a mask on and uh, have the time of your life. That doesn't seem to make a lot of common sense, right? Well, I I love questions like this, and it it kind of ties right back to this article. You know, does anybody remember uh, before COVID when, you know, you had a vomiting illness, (laughs) you were really sick, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't go give this to (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. And no one had to listen to the CDC. It was just kind of an intrinsic common sense, sense, right? Thank you. And there's a flip side to that. If, If you are... Uh, manifesting mild symptoms, uh, I, I think that actually may be consistent with your system doing a better job weakening the virus. And if somebody else gets it Ooh. in a weakened state, that's kind of like better, even better than getting vaccinated. Isn't this kind of what they, what people are talking though with herd immunity, like two years ago? How remember Rand Paul was on the floor and he was talking about herd immunity. Right, let 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 people get let sick, people build up natural it, antibodies. Natural yeah. antibodies. Are they kind of defaulting to that in a certain way, or am I misreading this? No, I, I think I think advice like that when um, you know people are dying in droves is is just it's just irresponsible, but it goes, you know, unfortunately what happens is because of stuff like that, I think you have 
the the you know folks from the CDC that feel like they've just got to like lower their hammer on mm. people as well, uh, and and it's just you got to be reasonable. You got to talk to people, and you know people are smart. Uh, they can understand these concepts. Doctor Z, we appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, any th- final thoughts before we have to move on out of here? I know you've got many many things to do in your busy busy practice. No, just uh, Jack. Give me a call when you know. Just talking about this issue elicits symptoms. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, Doctor Z, MD, PhD, Silver Fox, and Robot Brain. You can go to zenantimd.com, Z-I-N-N-A-N-T-I.com, and you can ask the fine doctor a question because he is. Just that cool of a guy. It amazes me that he's willing to just talk to anybody. Like yeah, that. he will. It really he's is. He's got a comment. How many doctors do you have a comment saying where you can actually write? Seriously. <laughs> so uh, there's a study that came, not a study, but there was this interesting story about the uh, Bartels drugs, the, the 25th closure that yeah, happened. After their purchase by Rite Aid. Right. Yeah. So this one is in, this is in Wallingford, right? Yeah, the Wallingford location so is going to go down. It's set to close in mid-March. And I was thinking about, so this is the 25th Bartell Drugs that they've closed since they bought it, what, 18 months ago? Um, Two years yeah, ago? About, about that. So I was thinking about this from a hypothetical perspective for legal reasons, because uh, for legal reasons, right? So I'm well, just saying you know, the conspiracies are popular and fun yeah, to listen to. Conspiracies, right. sometimes they, you know, dive a little bit into libel, maybe slanderous to a certain degree. No, but it's stuff. just an opinion. But when it's just, uh, just a hypothetical situation, right? <laughs> Let's go. say that I'm a megacorp, just hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. and I see that there's a chain of businesses that's doing really well in one part of the United States, and I have some unresolved debts that I have to deal with as this megacorp, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. So I acquire all of the assets of that smaller chain and then slowly and incrementally say, whoops, we made a bad purchase. Now we're going to have to start filing for bankruptcy on this aspect of our business, Hmm. and then we're going to get insurance payouts as a corp on all the losses and all the assets. Just saying this hypothetically, I'm not making any accusations, but let's just say then I can say that it's a quote unquote crime problem, which is why I have to shut down all these businesses in places like Wallingford. (laughs) Trust me when I tell you, I've been to some scary places in this country and even this state. Right. People, people walk $4,500 dogs in Wallingford. It's not crime ridden. It's It's a hotbed of criminal activity. People not picking up their... So I'm just saying, hypothetically, purely speculatively, and I'm not pointing Mm. any fingers, but it seems a little suspicious that you do this huge acquisition on all of these hard assets, all of these commodities, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, whoops, we can't afford it. Looks like we're going to have to go into court to try to split up our assets, hire liquidators. Looks like we're going to pay off those unresolved debts. I'm just saying, if you look at the way that the writing is on the wall, someone could make that aspersion or that accusation. I'm not making it no, because no, no, no. that would potentially be uh, over the line, <laughs> legally speaking. But it seems a little suspicious to me how you said, oh, we bought these businesses because they're thriving and right. they do so a, a well. A locally owned 100-year-old franchise, right? a staple of the great Northwest. And now all of a sudden, they don't seem to make sense. Seems a little weird mm. that Rite Aid recently agreed to sell 
off its insurance subsidiary for $575 million. I mean, wow, that's a lot of money to sell off and get those unresolved debts. But thankfully, the media machine will say, what's going on with all this crime? What's going on in Wallingford at the 25th location to shut down in about 24 months? Isn't that so weird, crime and all that jazz happening in Wallingford? This, to me, is pretty uh, opaque, and uh, I'm not buying what Rite Aid is selling. I'm yeah, just saying, and Now, now i got to hunt down an open Rite Aids, because that's all that's left. <laughs> they closed all the motels. Right. And now all you have is Rite Aids. And I don't think I've seen more than one Rite Aid in... Seattle. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe two. I've seen one in West Seattle and I think I've seen we, one. We got one up north in Shoreline area. The, we got one there. Yeah. I think is there one by Climate Pledge as well? It might be. But I'll tell you what, there weren't twenty five of them in the location that have been I closed s- down. I promise you that. I saw seven Bartels in the time of you yeah, know, between trying to find those, right yeah. I'm just saying, it's, there's a lot of suspicious activity that's going on. And I a lot think of corporate all, monkey business. A lot what you, of corporate what, you know. monkey business. I mean, think about, we were talking about this uh, Target, that uh, the one that, that closed down. The over one in Ballard on over, Sunset. Over yeah. in Ballard yeah. on Sunset, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. Now, they said it was because of crime. But when we looked into it, what we found was it was actually just a bad business model. It wasn't a real target. It was the kind of target where you order something online right. and then you go and you pick it up at that location. The worst. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because when people order things online, one of the benefits of that is, you know, it comes to your house. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I get I get the benefit of ordering ahead and coming to pick it up. But that was pretty much all that store was. It was a micro target. It was a micro right? target. Right. But and, they and that's came a bad out. business model. And But they want to dump it on the streets and say it's crime ridden. It's crime ridden. We can't ridden. stay open. Bartels, Bartels in Wallingford is a hellscape. You know what? The, I'll tell you what contributes to all this kind of thought about this kind of stuff is, uh, and I was talking with a friend of mine who's like a really progressive guy. He's like, a, he's like, he's the kind of guy that he insists on using non-binary pronouns for people when he hasn't met them because oh, yeah. just he, to be safe, just to be safe, safe and respectful. Right. So he's so progressive that it's, it's, it's annoying where it's, it's almost aggressively, you know, it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's like someone throwing tissue paper in your face like, <laughs> over and over and over and over again. And you're like, yeah. why are you doing this? And like, well, I don't want you to catch a cold. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> I'm not sick. Have more tissue paper. It's this really bizarre exercise in futility. <laughs> But this kind of um, this kind of stuff that that we were talking about, like DEI incentives that are can be good in some cases, yeah. but in other cases are just deeply cringeworthy. Okay. I think the combination of of that ideology perpetuates a lot of the myths that people have about the society that they live in. Does that make sense? Because oh, yeah. because it's so abrasive and it's so aggressive. It's over. It's overboard. It's overboard. Yeah, it right? really is. With, yeah. the, with their wokeness, right? When, when so you when you pronoun everybody. Right. This is what I'm saying. So there's this DEI training program that was suspended for compromising King County firefighters' beliefs. And uh, the program was criticized for its contentious nature. This is a piece written by our good friend Jason Rance, by the way, over at 770 KTTH. Always with the matching shoes and the tie, by the way. Sharp uh, the program criticized for its contentious nature aimed at educating 3,500 King County firefighters and medics on anti-racism and gender inclusivity. And they drew on teachings from Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, Brene Brown, and uh, Victor Madrigal. How do I say this, Paul? You're, you're the Spanish speaker in the, in the building. Sorry, oh. this got to be you today. I know. <laughs> I know. By, by default. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't we'll have work it up through at the it moment. together. Critics. <laughs> <laughs> so the basically the initiative was a response to a state directive requiring implicit bias in healthcare disparity training for healthcare workers. But if you actually look at the the slides that they were showing these men and women who yeah. put their 
life's on the line. This is pretty ridiculous, right? I mean, it's an animated woman who has this slide who says, if we stop using race, we cannot identify racial inequality. We will not be able to identify racist policies, resulting in fewer changes to our political systems in a world of inequity none of us can see. This is for children. This is not for 200-pound dudes who make chili all day and save lives. <laughs> and slide down poles. And slide yeah, down right, right. poles, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I, I take a different tack on this. And, you know, they're talking about 3,500 firefighters in King County that are, that are being asked to take this DEI and uh, gender fluidity. Gen, gender. This is madness, Spike, is what it is. Well, It's madness. Oh, can I give you a really quick example? Go ahead. I, 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 this is a, a quiz that they had to take, right? It says, which statement about the number of genders is correct? There are three genders, male, female, and non-binary. There are only two because human sex chromosomes can only be XX or XY. Various cultures define a variety of different genders, so there isn't a set number. There are only two, male and female. If you ask a bunch of chili-eating fire hosing, Dalmatian owning, right. 200 pound dudes and, and burly ladies right. about this, they're going to default to they're only they're two, only two. Ma- male I, and, and female. I, and I respect that. And the reason that this is a story is because these guys were saying, look, it, it pushes back on our deeply held beliefs right. About, right. about gender and about race or whatever, because it's about racism uh, training and equity training and inclusion training. Right. The problem is that this these beefy guys who make chili all day and wait for the fires to start yeah. and EMTs, they have to go out and treat a population that is not that what they're used to or even what they believe is right. I understand. But I, got, it's, I think I think you can ask people to be accepting and not cause them to lose their deeply held beliefs. I agree with you. And what the way that I would have done this is I would not have treated them as if they are stupid. You know right, what I mean? right. Because now you got to pass this test or you can't be an EMT. Right, exactly. you got to believe there are 18 genders or you can't put a Band-Aid on. What I'm saying is, is, nuts. is that I could give this lecture where I say, hey, guys and gals, when you go out, there's going to be some people out there that prefer they, them pronouns. It's always a good idea just to when someone corrects you, be a little bit polite. That's the level of wokeness that everybody can get on board with. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. That's good. When it's, th- when it's a test. Otherwise, you can't go out into the field. <laughs> right. And, and, the, and the King County Fire Department says, look, we're, we're putting a pause on all this training. Right. We're going to reevaluate the training. Right. Make it to your point, Jack, a little more a little more user friendly, a little more respectful to the guys who are doing the service for the community. Right. And they can still be respectful of the, of the community at large. We'll take a yeah. really quick break. When we get back, childhood fantasy and whimsy is always a good time. But what about when it involves $100 bills and Louis Vuitton bracelets? Yeah. The Tooth Fairy. It's getting weird. People are getting weird with this kind of stuff, my friend. Also, Valentine's Day traditions return to terrorize small children. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. I will be the one guy that is nice to the robot menace. Or based. Robo nanny. Got her alive. You're going to bed. (laughs) I forget these sometimes. That's right. We have a YouTube channel. We do digital exclusive content over there that you can only find. It's all the stories that we didn't get to in the show. We do them there, and they generally have a visual component. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, occasionally I will read the comments, and sometimes I see people who say, go away. And then other times I see comments from people who say, hey, I listen to you guys all day long. And then sometimes I see comments from people who want to know what Overwatch hero I play. And that guy, I have yet to, I have yet to reach out to that guy, but he's, okay. he's been asking me nonstop for years and years and years. I'm curious too. I'll tell you after the show. So, <laughs> well done, uh, Spike. I got a little bit of the old sadness right now. I got a little, oh no, got a little bit of the old sadness. Oh, I think I know why. But it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I had a feeling. It's Valentine's Day. Single, 
on Valentine's Day, 36 years old. Thought I would have children by now. Every time I look in the mirror, what do I see? Aging. Rapidly. I see myself. It's like the end of the Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Drinks from the wrong cup. That's me every morning. I look at myself. Just wither in front of our eyes. Say, what happened to my good looks? What happened to my what happened to my youth? It's all going away. Where I have no children. I'm in my very expensive apartment, surrounded by very expensive things. Yeah. Bank accounts full. Full. Credit perfect. Just yeah. got increased, as a matter of fact. Heart <laughs> empty. Heart empty. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go home to a silent, silent. No, no cards, no gifts, no nothing. Gonna check my phone. No happy Valentines from a loved one. Got one from my mom. Doesn't count. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. I don't need to laugh. I'm right. That's no. You can laugh at my pain, oh, spot. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just saying. No Valentines for me. Now Paul's about to get married. He's about to enjoy youthful love. I remember those days, Paul. Yeah, I'm excited. But if you're gonna ask if I have big Valentines plans, uh, nope, I don't. Yeah, but you're getting married. So yes, you're yeah, gonna have that, Valentines plans for the rest of your life. That Spike's been married for 120 years. He's gonna have. Uh, Andrew's got Valentine's plans. I have nothing. This is what I hate, and this is why I say that being single on Valentine's Day is giga cringe. I said it. Wow. It's giga cringe. It's not cool. It's lame, and I think we need to stop it. I think we need to get away from it. Did you do something? You did something nice for yourself, right? You didn't you buy yourself a little Valentine's gift? You mean the guitar? You, I bought? Yeah, it was red too, wasn't it? It was a red guitar. Happy Valentine's Day, I Jack bought, Stein. Yeah, got you. I bought that a red bass guitar. I bought that four days ago. Is it here yet? It's not coming until Friday. Well, you're val- you get Valentine's week then, in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, but, it's all how you frame it. No, but I want, I want, I want love. I want love and yeah. steaks and hey, you got your flowers. That's what steaks, I want. But instead, nice. what what do I have? I have my very expensive apartment with my very expensive things and no one to share it with. And where does that leave me, Spike? Where does that leave me on on the most special holiday? Of all of all year, you want to come crash our Valentine's dinner? Is that what you're angling for? Here's uh, an invite, but not with you and Mrs. O'Neill giving each other googly eyes. You know what I mean? I, I, this is what we, I would go. Give, over the, you know, we do. We give the same card back to each other year after year. That's so sweet. The, the thought, the meat, we still mean it, right? Well, why am I going to spend another eight bucks on a card? <laughs> Yeah, but right, that's just what I weird. said last year. On a date when you're the third wheel and the, and the other couple is, you you because they're making googly eyes at each other and they're giggling at inside jokes and, you know, it's going to happen later. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> sitting there. You're going to ask me to leave. You're going to ask me to leave. Right, yeah, yeah. Or at least wait out downstairs right. in the other room. And then yeah. what am I, what, and that's just weird. I have, I have gone, sometimes my single friends or my friends who are coupled will invite me out to them for dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's clear that they're enjoying each other's company. Company and my company to a certain extent, but it's also just kind of weird being a single person in your 30s. You know what I mean? I, I, I it's, a you, it's a I very awkward psychological position to be in, which is why I, I choose to bring it up because I think it's giga cringe and it needs to change immediately. Well, I, I'm sorry that you don't have someone meaningful in your life at this moment, but it, it's coming for you. I'm, I'm gonna, telling you. Know, I'll tell you what I'll it do. It is coming. I'll call John Curley after the show when he's done with his show, and, uh-huh. I'll, and I'll complain to John before his lovely wife pulls him <laughs> off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate. Right. But I think in all in all seriousness, though, one of the things I like to do since I, since I got divorced, one of the things I learned how to do is that you, on days of significance that are supposed to be shared with other people... Mm-hmm. One of the things you can do is you can go share those days with other people, like when I went over to your house for Thanksgiving yeah. and then also for Christmas yeah. or when I hung out with Frank on Christmas weekend. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing you can do is you can do things for yourself, make a nice meal. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Where you're, where you're loving on yourself, taking care Be of your yourself. Be your own Valentine. Be your own Valentine. There you go. That's right. good. So that's some of the stuff that I like to do because I think that all too often people like to wallow 
and they like to. That's not you. They like to sad boy. Do you, mm-hmm. know, you know how many sad boys I have in my life? I'm like, dude, get over it. Take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. feel good about living life, and then and then if, if later you can go mope on your radio show about being single on Valentine's Day. <laughs> good, good deal. <laughs> so there's this story about uh, the tooth fairy. Basically, parents are going insane with gifts that they're leaving for the tooth fairy. Yeah. Now, if we can re if we can decontextualize this really quick, the concept behind the tooth fairy is indeed deeply frightening. Can we just talk about this for two seconds? Is basically what you're telling me happens is that you lose a tooth mm-hmm. as a child. Right, Pop, pops right. out of your mouth. Mommy, mommy, I bit into an apple. I lost a tooth. Right. Yeah. And then mom says, well, here's what we're gonna do, little Jane. We're going to take that tooth and we're going to put it under your pillow. And then a fairy that you can't see is going to fly in and she's going to take that tooth and she's going to leave it, leave a little bit of money under your pillow. Well, what does she do with the tooth, mommy? Well, according to, to Nordic folklore, she eats it so that she can live forever. Ah, oh my God. Why do we, why do we torture children with this idea that ghosts and spirits and spoops are coming in to their, to their bedroom? I had never heard that eat the tooth. I didn't know. You don't know. This is, this is in, in, uh, Oaxacan folklore. This is in Nordic folklore that the, the little. That's horrific. You've never heard about this? No. My parents spare me that. We're Irish. Right. (laughs) You just get the money. What she does is that she takes the teeth and gives them to people who've lost their teeth falling down drunk. And they put those teeth back in the mouths, back in the mouths of the Irish drunk so right. they can smile. So, but this is my problem is that now that you have rich parents who are leaving $100 bills and Louis Vuitton bracelets for their children, right? Oh, here's another Valentine from my mom. She just texted me. <laughs> She's listening. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, so, mom. So, uh, you know, we, we struggled with this, the inflation rate of the tooth fairy when mm-hmm. our kids were growing up because we, we did the, you know, put a quarter under then It was a dollar under your bill. Then it was mm-hmm. a $5 bill. I said to my wife, you're nuts. We're like five bucks for a tooth for the tooth fairy. Kids will be taking their own teeth because she wants to buy a bike. <laughs> She's so, going to find her in the bathroom with a pair of pliers. pliers. I need the money. <laughs> Bloody, you know. And we aged out of this. But if you're telling me the parents are leaving, like, I mean, what kind of nut job leaves a Louis Vuitton bracelet from the tooth fairy? The tooth fairy's got a shop on Rodeo? Get out of here. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. No stupid questions. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. You might be asking yourself, hey, you guys haven't talked about this story. You guys haven't covered this. Or even, what do you guys think about this local thing or this national thing? We'll talk about it if you text us at 888-973-5476. Events. Cairo News Radio's coverage of the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. Let's go now to the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, speaking. Today are brought to justice. We'll come back for some questions at the end of the Chiefs' comments, but now the police chief, Stacy Graves. Chief Stacy Graves, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. At the conclusion of the Chiefs' rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. We're still gathering information on the number and the status of victims. But like I said, we know that one of the victims is deceased. We also know that officers ran towards danger. Officers were there to keep everyone safe. I'm angry at what happened today. The people 
who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers, who again ran towards them and took them into custody. To the people who were injured in this tragedy, our hearts go out to you and your families. This investigation is just beginning and we are working safely to clear all surrounding areas and businesses. This is still an active investigation. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated. We will keep you updated on Twitter and most likely a follow-up uh, press availability. We're having some audio difficulties with the combination of the sirens and also yeah. the weather that's going on in yeah. Kansas City. So we'll pick that up again if we can clear that up. But again, that is the chief of police in Kansas City because there was a shooting outside of the rally for the chiefs. Yeah, shots fired. Two re- two suspects are in custody. It's an ongoing investigation. One person has been killed. Up to now, reported 14 injured. Uh, more injuries are being reported as people walk into the hospitals around the area yeah. that were that were not uh, that weren't aware of these injuries at the at the scene of the of the altercation. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's well. Never strike me as is. It's always weird. You know what I mean? With the, it's always kind of surreal that we deal with this as a society. And I say that as like a pro two A guy, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I absolutely. say that as somebody who's got pretty strong feelings about guns. But then you know these things come up, and it's, it's like, it seems as if. You know, it's it was schools, and that's horrific. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it boils over into malls, and that's horrific. And then it boils over into churches, and that's horrific. Mm-hmm. And I, I get everyone's desire to want to try to do something about it, but mm-hmm. I really do think that fundamentally the only thing that you could do when it comes to these kinds of mass shooting events is you have to have healthy communities, healthy family connections, raise kids in a non-violent environment, and then, miraculously, I, I think that these will all go away. I, I hope you're right. We, we don't know a lot about the circumstances that led to this shooting today. Right. Well, it, it doesn't seem to me, and I, I'm this is speculation on my part. Maybe that's a bad idea from the start, but I'll do it anyway. I, I mean, I think it's it, fair. It, I mean, it doesn't really seem like anything. someone came to this, that they view this as a target-rich environment and came in and started opening fire on the celebration of the Chiefs' victory parade in Kansas City. It seems to me more like people were at the parade and they were carrying firearms, and it seems like an altercation between two people or two groups right. that led to gunfire that brought in peripheral fire into innocent bystanders. Um, no no one was killed. The, the shooters weren't taken down by law enforcement. Shooters were arrested by law enforcement. Right. So, I mean... It, it, they're horrific either way, whether it's the fact that two people get into a, a, a dust-up at an event and the go-to solution is to pull firearms on each other, which is horrific. Right. And, you know, and it's that's no less tragic than somebody targeting a, a celebration. Well, and also I think it's important to, to what you're saying there, Spike. It's, this happened adjacent, so there was the actual rally, and right. then there was the transit center that was right next to where the rally right. and is. And the rally, the, the parade had ended, and people were starting to disperse. Right. Almost a million people, 800,000 people 
according to the chief of police in Kansas City. So looking at the estimates, about 10 to 15 people are injured. One person is dead. And it's what's sad about this, again, I always come back to this, it's a, it's a cultural thing that I think we have to talk about. Whether it is, whether it was a targeted, th- again, we have no information on this. Right. Uh, whether it was a targeted thing or whether it was gang related or, or whether it was just a dispute over I'm the next in line or whatever it right. is. Somebody bumped into somebody's gun or life or right. girlfriend or whatever. This is all a, a, a cultural issue that I think we need to talk yeah, about. You agreed. know, I saw this um, I saw this piece that people were making fun of a couple of months ago. It was a, a, a commentator for the BBC. Mm-hmm. And there had just been a, a mass stabbing event in London at some party. And he came on and he was talking about the knife that was used at this mass stabbing. Okay. Where basically a guy got into a fight with a bunch of people and he stabbed a bunch of people at a party. And he comes out and he says, this knife is very similar to the knife that was used at that and it's completely legal. Now, in the United States, we would look at that knife and we would go, yeah. But for him, he was doing this kind of shock and awe campaign with it. He said, I can buy this on Amazon for however much in British pounds and I can go and I can stab five people with it. But what he so it's you can move. What I'm saying is, is that you can move the framework to whatever the thing that is being used to harm somebody, right? Right. right. So kind of like the incel in Canada who took his U-Haul van, and do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Anything can be weaponized. Anything can be weaponized. So I don't like the conversation when we when people just choose to focus on firearms, largely because I can move that framework to anything, and so I think it's much more important than when we talk about these kinds of things when there's a, a, a shooting event like this that it's much more about culture and families and how people think about themselves in a society. Because if you, if you think about yourself as a member of society, you don't feel the need to shoot somebody because they cut in front of you at line. Right, absolutely. Or you don't feel the need to try to rob somebody. You know, you know, we, we had somebody uh, attacked in Seattle with a hammer recently. Right. You weren't calling for, you know, hammer prohibition. No. We're talking about mental health care. Right. And the yeah. need for more of it in our society and the, the fact that we should care more about and care for each other. So we'll have more updates as this unrolls uh, for the rest of the afternoon. Again, there was a shooting at the rally event for the Kansas City Chiefs in the transit center that was right next to the rally after the rally was dispersing. One person is confirmed to be killed. 10 to 15 people. More people are walking into hospitals. More people are being seen for injuries. So we'll keep everybody updated on that. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, Alaska Airlines back in the news for authorizing a strike. Paul went to the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival. And also a, a, a woman is going viral on social media for a list of people that she won't tip. But what I really want to talk about. <laughs> okay. What I, really, what I really, really want to talk about is the Carlson audio. Oh, Tucker? Oh, it's so good. Okay. Okay. It's Putin interview, right? Yeah. We'll talk about all that more when we get back right after this.